open one with BTG. You hear a little spunk in my voice. Just came off of last night's game. You feel me? You feel me? My leg is going up 3-1, but job's not over. Before I get to that, though, uh, man, California, well, I would say the city of Los Angeles has came up on a star-studded college roster this week. Uh, well, at, basically within the past year or so. So we already know Caleb Williams, the quarterback for USC, is back, right? Um, USC also announced either it was either earlier this year or last year that Juju Watkins, she's going to USC to play for the women's uh, squad. They have Isaiah Coyler, Coyer, is, is Isaiah Coyer. He's from Georgia, or at least he went to high school in Georgia. One of the number one prospects in high school basketball is also going to play for the men's basketball squad. And then the Akron Hammer came down once again. Uh, Bronny, Bronny James, Bronny James is going to USC. So I tweeted out that this, they're about to have a red carpet again. This is about to look like 03 again, where they had Matt Liner, but it was strictly football. Well, no, I wouldn't say strictly football. They had Matt Liner, they had Lindell, they had Lindell White, they had Reggie Bush. Uh, and of course, you know, I mean, around that time, OJ Mayo, like they, SC has had names. They just, outside of football, haven't really delivered much. My hat goes off to USC when it comes to football. They run the city, and they have ran the city before the Rams and those trash-ass Charger Cats came over here. Uh, USC was definitely our pro, our professional program in the early 2000s, right? And then we already know that they got the death penalty from the NCAA for the whole Reggie Bush, Heisman Trophy, this, that, and the third, illegal recruiting, whatever you want to call it. Shit that happens in college, but only certain people get caught from time to time. That happened, and the the program since since then has been struggling to get back to being one of the top dogs in college football. But I think they're on their way back. They'll definitely get there before UCLA get relevant in football like that. Uh, although we had our moments of shining, but we messed it up as well. Uh, but shout out to them, man. They got a star-studded cast that's coming their way that's crossing uh, multiple sports platforms from men's and women's basketball to football. So shout out to them. And I think, I want to say they're volleyball. I think they just beat us in volleyball, like beat UCLA in volleyball, if I'm not mistaken, for another championship. So shout out to them, man. Um, and if you'll be, we'll be, even though we're rivals, we'll be headed over to the Big Ten and where we could, uh, you know, ransack some shit. We got to keep it all West, keep it all West. Before I get to my Lakers again, though, I want to report some football news by uh, that was just reported today, which was the y'all remember about the story about the uh, the Bills, the Buffalo Bills punter Ray Guy, uh, who was uh, accused of sexual assault, rape, um, the whole nine. It was looking nasty, right? And and a lot of people were against. I mean, obviously, they were critiquing him because the world tends to lean towards the victim before the, you know, the accused, right? Which is, I, I, I'm not saying it's right, but that's the natural thing that has, you know, took place. Um, with that being said, some more recent uh, news has come out. 
and prove that he wasn't even there, that he wasn't there. And the lady had consensual sex. This is this smells like the Kobe Bryant case all over again, where she had consensual sex with multiple men that night. Right. Um, so the, the big question is, is, yo, does, does she get in trouble? And I, and, I, and I find it quite interesting that the article states the young lady, the woman, but never says her name. I don't really get that. Now, again, don't get me wrong. I'm all for protecting people in this, you know, in this situation. But it seems like the accuser name is thrown out there all the time, much faster. We still don't know the young lady's name who had consensual sex with uh, Udoka, right? So I, I'm, I'm not sure in how that kind of flies, but I do understand the protection because a woman getting caught lying about being raped or touched in any type of way or harmed, you know, they don't, you know, historically, they don't get the same type of backlash or they don't get the same type of energy, I should say, uh, at least not a lot. We've seen some here and there sprinkled out we seen some women get the get the hammer thrown down at them. I, I I believe that if you are found lying about this situation, the amount of time that gentleman was about to get, she should get, because that's a serious offense. And not only that, it sticks with you whether it's true or not. I mean, what well, if it's true? It should stick with you. But if it's not true, you're still attached to that. That's a that's like grease popping on your favorite shirt. That shit not coming out. That's like curry chicken sauce getting on your clothes. It's not coming out. That grease is there forever. Even though it's a nice sweater, a nice shirt, it's there. It's not going anywhere. You know what I mean? We will always remember what you were a part of, no matter your stats, no matter what you've done to the community. If it was a lie against you, we know what it was. And it's always attached to you. It's foul, and that's just how the world is. Uh, but, I mean, I don't remember my energy back then, but I'm pretty sure. I'm More so, like, I've been learning over a couple of years, just give it some time. You know what I mean? Like, I'm still not, I'm not the one, I don't want to speak on a certain case uh, that's still been or going on or about to be reopened or pushed further along. But I really want to know if we're going to actually get to the truth. You know what I mean? And uh, they got to the truth on this one. He was found innocent. My thing is, that he, does he get back pay? What's going to happen now? You know what I mean? So uh, shout out to that man. Uh, it's a nasty thing that some men have to go through. You know, a lot. Uh, uh, there is a, there, there are a lot of nasty nates out there, you know, but, you know, sometimes women can get away with a situation just because of embarrassment jealousy, hurt, pain, angry, all that, you know, ugh, it's a nasty situation. But, you know, like I said, he was found out, you know, not guilty. I, I'm not sure I'm saying it's not. They just, I don't even think he went to, to trial for it. But they, I think it was just proved that, you know, the evidence shown that he wasn't even, you know, he wasn't even there. And, and the crazy, the crazy thing about it is all the other men that she had sexual relations with, uh, was also proven to be consensual 
And again, I know a lot of it stems from sometimes it's embarrassment. You can get, you, you know, some people can find out that, that you really care about, they care about you. You feel embarrassed. So you got to play, you got to pin it on some people. Um, trust me, black men know this all too well, especially when they deal with a certain, you know, we know. Uh, but let's get to it, man. Um, Lakers, Golden State. Oh, man. <laughs> Um, uh, we are at what game four? We are at game four. And here's what I want to take away from game four. The one thing that bothered me is now y'all starting to understand it. I'm not saying Baylor be having the answers. I'm just saying, let's just pay attention. To what not just Baylor is saying, but everybody else that understands basketball a little bit better than the average human being when it comes to not just sports, but their team in particular. We said <coughs> we have been screaming for games. Why isn't Lonnie Walker in the game? Why isn't he getting any burn? Why are you putting in Malik Beasley, who hasn't really knocked down anything for us? Why are you continuing to play Troy Brown when he hasn't showed up? Now he may have had a game where he rebounded a lot and he played defense. But at the time, first of all, against Golden State, we don't need that. We do need defense. Don't get me wrong. But we need power for power. We need shot for shot. And they have two of the greatest shooters of all time. When they get hot, matter of fact, it's not even when they get hot. When they ask is freezing cold, they could randomly knock some shit down. As long as their supporting cast is holding them down, they'll be okay. You know what I mean? Draymond hasn't really contributed at all. He's getting to that point where his position is actually becoming pointless. You know what I mean? They did come out with a lot of energy in the first quarter. That first half... Uh, with my Lakers was kind of weird because we came out with a lot of energy, but there was no execution. You know what I mean? Uh, the lineups was a little off for me. And we end up going down by, you know, uh, a little bit over 10 points at one point. You know what I mean? And I got a little bit nervous because Golden State seemed like they was getting comfortable, a.k.a. the light-skinned cats, except for Klay Thompson. A lot of heat has been on pool, and deservingly so. I'm not, I don't want to put Poole in the same category as Dylan Brooks. No, not at all. Even though it is well known that we don't like, like, Poole talks a lot. Ever since he had his run where he created his name, he's just been talking a lot. Now, I know you can say, well, Bailey, you might be a hypocrite about that because look how Austin Reeves, Austin Reeves plays. And he does, all right, am I sounding a little bit biased? Maybe, maybe. But, you know, Poole is also the same cat that got socked by his own teammate, okay? So there's a difference between how Poole talks and how Reeves talk, okay? Everybody likes Reeves. Reeves is just, he's the other Caruso that we love. Everybody grown to love, and you know what? Both of them have similar backgrounds, you know, where Caruso came from the mud, South Bay Lakers. Reeves wasn't even drafted, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like... We like that get it out the mud type of story. And he plays and he plays with a lot of confidence. I do. And I talk. I even like when Poole talk. But, you know, uh, shout out to my boy Otis. Otis said, Clay has a face that you just want to sock when he starts to talk. I actually like when Clay talks because Clay deserves to talk. You know what I mean? But I also get what he says. Like, Clay has that. Clay has a level of sarcasm that will. And the reason why I say I mess with it because I do the same thing. 
but he has a level of confidence and sarcasm that meshes together and rubs a lot of people the wrong way. Golden State rubs a lot of people the wrong way anyway because of who their favorite players are and what these cats were able to attain in such a short uh, span of time. Um, and they built a they built a dynasty, and they also got a guy by the name of Draymond who talks a lot. That nigga even talks after the games on his podcast, and I'm not mad at none of it. You know, those are cats that they have already proven it. They still got to back it up to a certain degree, but they've done it already. You know, um, but all dynasties don't last that long, and that's a fact. You know, but what I did take away is that yo Lonnie Walker finally got in in the second half. And he didn't score into the fourth quarter, but he scored 15 points all in the first, all in the fourth quarter, all in the fourth. And he was getting jiggy. He was out there looking like, and you know, I know I'm, I'm telling my age and some people weren't probably weren't getting games over there in certain areas, but y'all got to go back and watch those Showtime games with Byron Scott. But it, it definitely resembled Brian Scott to me. Like he was getting off. He the one that carried the team. And they, they call it the, what, the one, one, two, two, where you're going, the, the one is your, your, your superstar has to win you a game. Your second superstar has to win you a game. Then, then the third one is a role player has to win the game. And then you got to have a team win, right? That's Lonnie Walker's game right there. You know what I mean? He didn't really contribute like that most of the game. But he contributed when it mattered. And 15 points in the fourth quarter. You often see uh, Devin Brooks has been going. I mean, Devin Brooks. <laughs> Devin Booker. <laughs> Dale, you see what I did there, Murph? Because both of them niggas are similar. To <laughs> I call that nigga Devin Brooks. Uh, Devin Booker uh, has been having a Michael Jordan-esque, a black mamba-esque type of playoff run right he has um and and usually cats start off in the first quarter oh you know such and such had 15 or 18 or 20 points in the first quarter you know what i mean and it's like is he gonna have a big second half we always wonder about the second half like is he gonna end up with automatically when you score over 12 points in the first quarter or some shit like that it's like all right are you gonna end up with are you gonna end up with 40 or 50 at this point um and so to switch it around and go for 15 coming off the bench who hasn't gotten a lot of time dropped 15 and then mattered it was all clutch shots every shot that that uh, Lonnie Walker had or made or took was all clutch shots, right? And he kept it real professional, you know. And look, this is one of those cats that I, I'm not going to say I followed him his whole college career because I didn't, but I did pay attention to his, uh, his last year at Miami. You had no choice because he was a shooter and he could jump high and his hair was crazy. You know what I mean? So for a player like that to go to San Antonio was kind of, I understood talent-wise, but look-wise, he did not look like a San Antonio a, a typical player. But he did come from the Popovich tree. And I, I, and I told Murph, because Murph is a, a Spurs fan, that y'all got one. Y'all got one. He got, he got the athleticism, and he could shoot the three ball. And it showed. And it showed. And what quiet is kept, the nigga plays defense. He plays defense. And the thing about he's quick. He's quick and he's fast. And here's the thing. We got to keep Vando 
I don't, and that's the other thing. While, and I, I understand Vando can be a offensive liability because he's a firecracker. Like he goes off, but mainly his, his bread and butter is defense and bothering cats on, on the defensive side. And that's what was going on for the first couple of games, especially for the first game. Uh, at their crib, they had Vando draped and dripped out all over Curry. That's crazy. <laughs> draped and dripped out all over Curry. Now, Curry was still getting his, he was still getting his money. But did y'all know that he was averaging 33, 32, 33 points a game with Sacramento, against Sacramento? And that's a 10 point cutoff right there when he came to the Lakers, when he played against the Lakers. You know what I mean? That's major for him. That's a good, great game for a role player, a solid game for the second star in command, but for the main guy like Curry, for for him to go from 33 to 23, that's a major drop-off, bro. That's a major drop-off. But um, I didn't understand why, we didn't understand why Lonnie Walker wasn't getting time, and we didn't understand why Vando wasn't on the same defensive assignments. Maybe it was a rest thing. Maybe it was a strategy that we didn't need to use again yet. Or maybe we were just adjusting to a new offense that Golden State was getting into. Because I've never seen so many screens in, thi in this game alone. In this game alone. It's like they were running their offensive set backwards. For real. Like, And, and here's the thing. I don't hear a lot of Golden State fans complain. I don't because they've been up for so long. Here's the one thing that I don't like that Golden State fans are doing now. For so long, they've been getting they've been getting away with the illegal screens. Draymond is the culprit, right? I don't say anything about it because, I mean, it's hard to set a lot, especially in basketball in general, when you're going through a motion, it's kind of hard to set a proper screen effectively for your shooter to get open and release time. Not much for the Splash Brothers because they, their release is crazy. I'm not giving them an excuse or anything like that. But the refs have allowed them to set those joints. So now you got to figure out how to be better than those illegal screens. And then we figured it out by putting Vando on Curry. Or Lonnie Walker in the game, who is athletic and quick enough and big enough to get, you got to go over those screens, not under those screens. You go under those screens, they will kill us all day. So you got to go over and you might have to hedge. You feel me? So we were trying to figure out why that defensive strategy wasn't implemented in this game. And finally, we were happy that Lonnie Walker got an opportunity to shine. And the best part of all that was the post game. He was as humble as you could be. He said, man, I just waited till my name was called and I went to go. I've been shooting all my life and I just waited till my number was called and I showed up. I stayed, I stayed patient. And he actually took the moment. I'm proud of him because a lot of players could be discouraged or, or get upset that they're not getting the time that they think they should have, especially in certain moments. And, and Darvin Ham actually took the blame in a way where he just took the blame. He said, for a guy to come in and shine like this in a special moment, knowing that he deserved the time, but he fell through the rosters for unknown reasons, he said, and I thought that was him taking the blame. And I and I get what he's saying because in the playoffs, you got to stay with a short lead. It's good to have 
multiple people that can come in and contribute, but it's also a bad problem to have. It's a good situation to have, but it's also a, a, a tough one to have because it's like everybody's not going to be on on that type of night. Or if everybody is on, you're not sure who to put in. And it's a lot because it's also a strategy of guarding the Splash Brothers. You know what I mean? And we depend on, you like, D, you know, D'Lo, he had his moments. You know what I mean? And we needed him. He had his moments. Schroeder has had his moments. Reeves, uh, Hachimura has had their moments. And then they've had moments where they didn't necessarily show up. But that was because they were replaced by another role player. I love it. This might be, hear me out. Hear me out outside of Miami, outside of Miami. Now, I can only pick Miami because they actually won multiple titles. But outside of Miami roster, this might be the best roster Bron has ever really played with. If you really think about it, I'm not talking about starting five-wise because I would kill for that Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving starting five, right? But as far as bench... This might be the this might be the best that he has ever played with, especially at this age. Just go take a look at the roster and go take at the look at the roster production. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that some of these players are better than some of the other role players that Brian has had. I'm saying as far as production wise, and if you really think about it, the expectations from these players, you know. Lonnie Walker was a throwaway when it came to San Antonio. Nobody knew about Austin Reeves. Hachimura got traded to us, right? D'Lo is back. He started out with the Lakers. Now he's back, and he flourished while he was gone. You know what I mean? Schroeder has been on multiple teams, including the Lakers, and he's come back. You know what I mean? So that's all, I, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And then even the backups. Once you put the backups in, that's always a beautiful sight. Whether you're losing or not, I mean losing or winning, it's good to see that, all right, let's – it's time to rest. I love that. I love that because now it's like my bench versus your bench, even though we up by 20. Let's see what your bench can do. Let's see what my potential bench players can do. That's not going to get no burn unless, you know, knock on wood, something happens. But um, I was very – I'm not going I'm not going to cap on here, though. I was very surprised at the outcome. It was very close. If you really pay attention – Dog, these games are close and not close at the same time. It can get out of control if you don't. We sustain that third quarter run that was being provided by Golden State that they haven't done all year, 12 Cal. They really haven't had a consistent Golden State standard third quarter run. They haven't. Um, but they were getting off. They were getting off in the second quarter, third quarter, and we sustained it. And I said, and I told my wife, I called my wife when there were like seven minutes left in the game and she was doing her, her work and, and she was like, well, what's the score? I said, you know, I told her the score and I said, as long as we keep it we, between seven and ten points, I said, we got action. I didn't say we were going to win the game. I said, we got action because usually by that time, Golden State would just peel off. They would peel off quickly. Um, but I'm proud of the outcome. We have to go back to the Bay. And I can honestly tell you, I know they're going to come out. We're expected to lose this game, but we were expected to lose the first game. So I'm going to say this. I'm not going to say that I'm not confident. I'm not going to say that I'm nervous. I'm going to say I expect for them to come out guns blazing, but I also expect us to step up. Now, Mike Green, <laughs> Mike Greenberg said, 
which I'm not totally mad at, but hear me out, 12 Cal. It could backfire, but I kind of understand it. He said maybe he should sit the starters in Golden State. Like, don't play them. And I said, what, dog? The internet went crazy. The internet went crazy, but he's not, he's not really – He's not really far off from making some great sense. You know what I mean? You want to get rested to come back to a home game, which I predicted to win in six. I predicted to win in six. A lot of people had it going seven, which is understandable because of the matchups. Um, but we'll see. I'm not mad at it. I'm not sure if I would do it, but I will understand if it was done. But they will have to show up and show out like they did against Memphis. In that closing game, they re- they really would have to. They really would have to. Uh, but shout out, man. That's good Laker basketball, man. And I'm looking at the remaining squads. You know, hey, Philly, Philly and Boston is battling it out. James Harden is just, uh, I don't know, man. Shout out to James Harden, though, like, because he was getting a lot of backlash for the second half of his, his second half of his career because of, you know, how they say he used to disappear. In the playoffs, you know what I mean? Um, but he's definitely been showing up for Philly. Boston is not as strong as I thought they were. I think the second greatest series right now is the Phoenix and Denver, but it's like, uh, you know, without CP3 being healthy, it's like, because I don't want to hear no excuses. I want, I want all soldiers on deck, even though they seem like they're playing a little bit better without CP3, but at the same time, they're playing at home. You know, we all saw the, the the push by Jokic. I think the players got a right to do that. Like when the when the fan and this is the owner, but the owner can be a fan too. When you get involved in some some basketball shit physically, I think you deserve to get handled physically. So the fine had to happen because it's like you're not supposed to do that in general. And if it wasn't for the owner, he probably would have got kicked out anyway. I know the guy that did step in for the owner and touch Jokic got kicked out. Um, the nerve though. Really, and y'all don't want to fuck with Joker. Y'all don't want to fuck with him, nor his brothers. Real quick, I'll just let y'all know that. Keep fucking with him if you want to. It's going to be a whole totally different story when his brothers pull up. (laughs) All right? But, yeah, the fine had to happen or whatever, but I approve of the action. Give me the ball and watch out, nigga. Yo, yo, these these fans ain't saints at all, and I don't care who the shit, I don't care who the fuck the owner is. Everybody make uh, mistakes, and that was a mistake he made that he paid for it. You know, and he lucky it just went. Down. Yeah, I, I believe if this was pickup ball, that that retaliation would have been much worse. It would have been much worse, and you would have got your ass whooped by Joker, bro. Off top, um, I need everybody healthy though, man. This is a good series, but I, was, I honestly think you know the the change up in the lineup because of the CP3 injury and being at home has helped Phoenix. But we are gonna see what it is. I still got Denver probably in six, maybe. Denver in six, maybe. We'll see. Um, and that's it, man. That's it, man. We got, I, yo, it's been some great basketball. Jimmy Butler has been Jimmy Buckets against those Knicks. Yo, I haven't heard shit about, yo, the Knicks fans has been extremely quiet. They might bring up some hockey, but them niggas ain't bringing up no basketball no more. You don't see them niggas celebrating outside. None of that. You don't, you don't hear none of that New York lingo anymore. And you know what, though? All y'all niggas out there that was still hating, talking about the bubble wasn't this and the bubble wasn't that. Mm, okay, so the eighth and the seventh seed team is actually giving y'all competitive, entertaining basketball in the Miami Heat and Los Angeles Lakers. But I get it. The two teams that met up in the in the finals 
uh, during the pandemic some odd years ago, showing up and showing out. Yeah, it was all fake, right? Yeah, I get it. I get it. Basketball is basketball, bro. <laughs> basketball. I don't know why Cats was trying to push for, oh, well, if they just, you know, if, if, if we played in an arena, it would be different. Do you see the damage that's being done by teams going back to play in Miami and teams coming to L.A.? Do you see the damage that's being done, stupid? Yeah, home court advantage is going to work in our favor unless you're one of those teams. Go to say there's a dog. You know what I'm saying? Salute to Golden State because they can play, even though their uh, their away record is terrible this year, but they're a championship caliber team. They're still the defending champs. You feel me? Um, at the same time, yeah. So what what are, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? Yeah. So that so so the bu- so the bubble shows y'all it wasn't a fluke. Cause today's playoffs is showing y'all it wasn't a fluke. Miami, yo. I would prefer, I'm talking about just pure entertainment. Let me get let me get Lakers versus the Knicks. You know it's gonna be rowdy. New York versus LA, ugly. Boy, East Coast versus West Coast all again. It's not that same type of energy or hate or hype when it's a, when it's with Miami, but it's a respect thing when it comes to Miami. It's Venice Beach versus South Beach all over again. We'll see. I don't want to put my eggs before the, you know, my chickens, however they said, the eggs before the cart, the chicken before the egg. I don't know. But I will say this, though. Um, Every team is beatable, including my team, you know, and these are the remaining teams that can win the championship this year. So let's see if KD and Booker is going to continue their onslaught run and get past Joker, who could have been arguably, the you know, uh, a three-time MVP. And let's see if Embiid is going to step up, continue to step up. Harden continue to step up. What is Boston going to do? You know, between me and Boston, we going after 18. So they got a lot of shit in store. They got a lot of shit to work after. Golden State, Curry, are you going to get to the fifth ring before Bron gets to the fifth ring? Is CP3 going to get his first ring? You feel what I'm saying? The Knicks, can can you get the team back to the promised land? Since what, 2000? Oh, it's a lot on the line, 12 Cal. It's a lot on the line. But it's overrun with BTG on the road, as you can hear. I'm out, 12 Cal. But I'm feeling good, though. My prediction, I will say this, 12 Cal and Murph. We enter the fourth quarter in Oracle Arena. If we're, if we're within five to ten points in the beginning of the fourth, We got action. I feel very confident. Overrun with BTG. I'm out.